Hi, everyone, and welcome to Words, Images, and Worlds. I am so glad to be talking on this episode with, uh, I'm going to say auteur, because you do the authoring, the artistry, all the pieces, uh, and, and generally, I guess we could say comics creator, Farrell Dalrymple. Farrell, welcome to the episode. Welcome to the show, and thanks for saying yes to coming on. Cool. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad to. Glad to. I'll mention a couple of titles uh, before we dive into some questions. So Wrenchies being one of those that is out there, maybe one of the first things that I discovered of yours. Um, you have Omega, which which has a subtitle um, that escapes me at the moment. <laughs> the it's, unknown. It's unknown is, the, That's, is why it's escaping you. So That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, very appropriate. Uh, Proxima Centauri, Proxima Centauri, um, and then It Will All Hurt would be a couple of those titles. And uh, you have several more, uh, too many to, to name necessarily. But uh, uh, there's a couple more, like Pop Gun War is like my the thing I sort of started doing, you know, comics with or, you know, yes. publishing with. And uh, I, there might be another one. I'm kind of blanking on it myself right now, but that's about it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and, and Wrenchies is still one that lives in my mind, again, just because I think it was maybe the first thing I'd seen of yours. It's kind of, I was trying to think of a way to describe it, and it speaks to your unique vision that uh, there wasn't just one thing, because I was like, well, it's sort of like if you know, David Lynch and maybe a little Clive Barker took on the Goonies meets Lord of the Lord of the Flies. And there's like a, uh, there are a lot of things at work in there. Uh, it's really cool. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was definitely like a mashup of a bunch of different, I guess, like literary pop culture type stuff that I, I wanted to do, but it, and it kind of started out as one thing and then turned into something else. And, um, yeah, I worked on that uh, for, uh, I guess, like, as far as just drawing and writing and, you know, coloring and all that kind of stuff. I worked on it about five years. It was, oh, wow. it was when I pitched it the first second to when I had a book in my hand, it was seven years total time. So, wow. you know, almost, yeah, almost a decade, I guess. <laughs> labor of love, a labor of love, I'm sure. Yeah, a uh, labor of obsession. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, um, yeah, it was it was weird because like that. Yeah, it, it makes sense that that's like the thing you're. You know, a lot of people, I guess, that know my work. That seems to be the thing that is the most, I guess, exposed because uh, it was like when I uh, when I like I guess like I said I pitch the book to for a second it was at a time when i felt like there was a lot of like graphic novels were like cool or something you know like that was right like i, I think there was a bunch of books that came out from pantheon around mm -hmm. then and um i i when i moved to portland i met a literary agent like through a friend and i was just kind of content on you know being like an illustrator for you know whoever and, you know, kind of doing my own comics as like a, a hobby or something. <laughs> like I, I had a, I had an idea that I wanted to be this, you know, like you said, auteur. Yeah. But I, was, I didn't have like a plan or anything like that. It was just sort of like, oh, I just make comics, you know, that I get try to get published or self-publish. And uh, I met this agent and, 
she was a really positive person or is a positive person and uh seemed to think like oh we can get you a lot of money for this thing you know if you have any ideas you want to do whatever and i had done a uh like a short story in uh in a uh collaborative like an anthology with a bunch of friends that i had you know we we basically since i graduated art school there's a book called meat house that we did like uh i think we did like nine issues of and the last volume was was pretty big and it was like full color all the ones before that were black and white mm. and um yeah it was like i i did like a 15 page story in it about these two kids that go into this like magic elf cave and they get uh like changed by it you know like this this weird thing happens to them and um like supernatural event and uh when she approached the agent approached me I I was uh I was like okay well I do have this idea that I I kind of want to do expand on you know mm -hmm. and that was before I, I I really thought about how I wanted to tie in the uh the wrenchies the you know like the superhero group aspect and like the mm -hmm. you know creating a comic book aspect and like like I I feel like a lot of the ideas like I said it's kind of a mashup so it's like there's not really necessarily any Thing I did in the wrenches that was like super original like by itself but I you know like putting these all all these things together as I was making it um I kept wanting to add stuff and add stuff and when I uh I, I had done I had used this character Hollis in like a few of the issues of Meat House and some other anthologies that I, I'd worked on and I kind of got the idea to put him in in the story mm -hmm. and I felt like when I did that then then it really like came together for me and yeah. uh like he's kind of like the heart of the book and uh yeah like uh sort of tied these different ideas that i had together and i was able to have like kind of like a uh a uh i don't know like a a thing for like readers to be able to relate to more than just having like you know these weird supernatural things he's just like a normal kid that likes to cosplay and watch tv and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah well and and you mentioned originality i feel like your style uh is so unique you know when i see something by you i know i know it's yours um so that, that i think that's part of the vision too uh you know the a variety of stories have existed for some time but when you get to see something through a unique style or unique perspective i always appreciate that Oh, thank you. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish everyone felt like that, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the questions I wanted to ask was uh, about your positive experiences. The the title because I mentioned wrenchies, but uh, are there titles or experiences that bubble to the surface for you as being sort of go to markers in your career so far? Yeah, I mean, I thought that, uh, yeah, that was uh, an interesting question. I, I, uh, I, it's weird, like, making comic books. It's like, you know, I feel pretty lucky in a way or, like, privileged or whatever that I've been able to, you know, uh, make comics, you know, like, that I've been able to, like, uh, you know, fulfill, like, my vision or whatever. But, um it it sounds like you know i'm like you know kind of griping or whatever but every 
everything that I've done comic book wise has been kind of frustrating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, it's like, I, it's, it's cool getting to like, Oh, I need, I want to tell, you know, but it, it feels like it's more of like this obsession or something, you know, Spe specifically the wrenchies that was, you know, like I said, it was like a long time working on it. And, um, it, it, you know, there's a lot of hair pulling and, you know, frustration It just, uh, I guess just getting the work done, you know, like I, mm. I, I think one of the things that maybe, you know, might be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the things that you might be responding to as far as like it's uniqueness is that uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of creators in the past decade or so that do things in an analog way, you know? <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's like, it seems like a lot of digital art that seems to be kind of the, the standard. And I did, a, I did all that uh, with, uh you know watercolor ink mm -hmm. watercolor on paper and uh there was some like photoshop stuff at the end you know when i was you know production stuff you know, just kind of had to uh yeah a lot of like the lettering and you know cl cleaning up the pages and stuff uh but i i uh i'm not really a big fan of i mean i like a lot of digital artwork that i see but i just for my for myself i can't really you know that that would be even more frustrating for me so it, there's something really satisfying to me to be able just to put you know paint on paper and I think maybe that's you know why my work might stand out a little more and uh, I even though like I said like oh this is kind of a mashup there's there's part of me too that like uh, sort of resists formula like I don't mm -hmm. want it to feel like it's something that people have seen before you know like mm -hmm. I, I had a friend that I um you know I sent the wrenches out to a bunch of people before you know like peers colleagues whatever and to look at before it was published and I had this one friend that I, I really respect his opinion and he uh sent me like a really nice response about it and I guess when he uh first started reading it he was like uh oh I don't know if I'm gonna like this <laughs> <You know? laughs> But then I think once he, you know, he got into the story, you know, and realized like what, you know, kind of more what it was about that he, uh, you know, he, he really, you know, really enjoyed it and uh, was like moved by it. I guess that's the yeah. thing. It's like I want, I want people to have kind of like a, uh, like an emotional reaction to my work. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I was thinking about something too when um, like we're going to work working on the wrenchies one of the cool things that came out of it was uh, doing it while hurt. And that, that actually, I started working on that while I was working on the wrenchies. Cause it was like, uh, I guess like about, I don't know, like year four or something, you know, <laughs> into mm -hmm. it. Uh, the, you know, my folders of notes and drawings and stuff just kept getting bigger and bigger as yeah. I was trying to wrap up the story. And I was like, Oh man, there's no way I'm ever going to get this done. And I even, you know, it's kind of like a meta aspect, you know, the main character in the wrench is Sherwood. He's creating a comic book. And yeah. he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this finished. And uh, I started just, uh, you know, there was like a lot of stuff I wanted to do with comics that I, I couldn't do, you know, because I was trying to tell the story. And, you know, it's like, I just want to, I want to draw like a chase scene or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I, I, I sort of set it in the, the post-apocalyptic world of uh, the wrenchies and um i just started drawing like two panels a day like uh you know in 
you know, in the evening when I was like watching Star Trek or something, I would I would just like, you know, grab one of these Faber Castell pit pens and you know I had like some watercolor paper and I cut them all into like like basically like you know rectangles, you know, like I basically cut like an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper in half. Mm-hmm. And I would just draw two panels and just try to do two panels a night and uh, just make it up as I went along. And I had a, a buddy that was uh, doing a website that, you know, like a porthole that featured web comics. And I started, he asked me if I wanted to do something for it. And I was like, oh, I just kind of started drawing this, this thing called It Will Hurt, put it on there. And then I was doing it like weekly. I would, you know, do these two panels a day and then like the end of the week I would color them all with watercolor and it was really you know spontaneous you know quick uh you know loose drawings or the style's a little different than the wrenches the wrenches I used like a brush on a lot of it you know and like took my time with the penciling first and you know inking it and then erasing the pencils and coloring it and but it all hurt was was really fun for me to work on because it was just me just you know getting to do what i wanted to do right then and have it be put up on the web that week yeah. and then i could see it and like oh cool there's a comic and then people you know it was kind of like back when like i was on facebook and stuff and that was a mm-hmm. thing and you know people would like write to me like as soon as i put it up or like hey this is cool you know and uh and i i hadn't really had any kind of feedback on the wrenchies you know for like i was working on the thing for years and didn't have any kind of you know uh any re- response to it so like i don't even know if this is good like what's going on so that was really nice uh good experience i had like doing that that strip you know mm-hmm. and then later you know once after the wrenchies had come out i was able to put them out as like issues and then collected it into a trade so uh yeah that was a that was pretty cool you know it's like i i feel like the you know the wrenchies was like it's like important my important uh graphic novel thing mm-hmm. but it all hurt has like kind of more of like a you know like a it's not quite as oppressive there's more of like a i feel like a sense of joy in it and just sort of like you know loose fun adventure story yeah yeah um i've had a couple of people come on and mention sort of that creating in a vacuum space that graphic novels require and it's extended yeah. time. Uh, no, mm-hmm. nobody does a graphic novel quickly. I don't think. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so to sort of be in that lonely space and then eventually get to share, it's. I'm sure it's a much different feeling than uh, getting to do like a, a web comic where you get to share things, get interactions pretty immediately. Uh, which mm-hmm. is that's a human thing. That's a helpful thing as an artist to be able to to hear from the audience. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I'm working on a, a children's book right now with a friend of mine and uh i'm not even allowed to share art you know i had to sign like an nda and stuff so I oh yes yeah share artwork of it and it's like i'm like ah oh, you know and some you know sometimes i'll do like a, you know like a little snippet of a panel and put it up like on my patreon I'm like don't show this to anybody you know because <laughs> <laughs> i want someone to see what i'm doing you know yeah my, my partner is an artist as well and um it, it's it's been really nice being able to you know, sure to work with her. She's actually helping me on it now. And um nice, yeah, nice. that's yeah, I feel like that's vital uh you know to me anyway, like you know, being able to like just keep going, you know, not get like defeated and you know, just feel like uh, I don't even know if this is worth, 
worthwhile you know i'm also i'm getting paid for it too so that's sort of a motivating factor sure always (laughs) you know it will hurt like i wasn't you know it was just sort of like you know i'm just doing this to do it you know there's like not really any kind of like capitalist aspect to it which is nice yeah yeah i i won't ask about details but i'm curious about um how it is working on a picture book because it's such a compressed form versus a graphic novel or a multi-issue comic where you have a little bit more space and uh, picture books tend to be like you got to do a lot in 20 to 30 pages or whatever it is so just curious how that's been for you (laughs) well I you know that's funny you said I yeah I guess I I misspoke it's it's a I would say it's more of like an all ages comic book what it's turned into it's it did start out as a picture book like um that was kind of like my idea when um his buddy of mine approached me with the idea it was a a story that he told his children you know like you know at bedtime or whatever he would just kind of extemporaneously you know make up this this tale and he, when he talked to me about it, I was thinking like, oh, cool, like, you know, like Richard Scarry and, you know, Murray Sendak and that kind of thing. So that's what we were going for. And, and it's been interesting. He uh, He's a, a comic book writer and and works Marvel style with pretty much everyone mm-hmm. that, he, that he collaborates with. And uh, he's an artist, too. You know, he's, he's drawn comics before, so he understands, you know, I guess the amount of work it takes to... <laughs> To, to make to to draw you know it's like the you know drawing aspect is way more labor intensive than the writing aspect but he's yeah. still a, he's still a, a writer and so i think he he got um he would he would tell me you know like scenes basically like you know here's the characters here's the scene draw the scene and then at some point uh just from back and forth it just started turning into a comic you know nice. it's like that's what he knows that's what i know um so I've been trying to keep it like, hey, can we do like two panel pages or three panel pages? And, um, you know, there's some four panel pages, but we're trying to keep the the panel sort of limited and then, you know, have like splash pages every once in a while. And um, uh, right now I'm on like uh, page 100. Nice. <laughs> so nice. it's kind of grown into sort of like a graphic knot, you know, so it's so that's a good term we're using now is like an all ages book. Uh yeah, I love that graphic novel. I don't think we're going to do it as like issues or anything. I think it's just going to, you know, we're just going to release it as like, you know, I'm guessing it's going to be at this. I still haven't gotten like the the script, you know, so, <laughs> so I'm guessing it's going to be uh, around 150 pages, you know, once it's once it's all done, nice, which is nice. a little big for a kid's book, I guess. But um, hopefully it'll be fun for adults to, you know, look look at it and read it and stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I love a, a nice, flexible book. I've worked with kids, young kids, older kids, adult kids. Um, and it, it's nice to have a book that sort of fits all ages and that's truly all ages. So I'm excited to see that when it's out and ready to talk about more. Cool. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm excited for it to be out too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mentioned watercolor. Is that um, sort of your go-to medium or do you have other other things that you like to play with artistically um yeah that's pretty much my my main way of coloring something i guess i was uh i went to uh art school i i studied oil painting i I never really studied watercolor i I think i might have taken like a class you know like a summer class or something or sat in with 
a you know watercolor class occasionally, but um, I'm mostly just you know kind of self-taught in the sense I just sort of it seemed like a way to do comics fast, you know, color comics yeah. fast. Like I didn't really, you know, sitting in front of a computer just like hurts my neck. Like yeah. I don't you know. I, I start to get really, you know, I have like a Wacom tablet and I, I do some Photoshop colors. I've done it, you know, with like Proxima Centauri was a lot more mixed media. Mm -hmm. um, there was like, uh, I think one issue, like issue five, I, I did entirely Photoshop color. Um, I still inked it with a, a pen, but uh, that was, uh, and that actually ended up being my favorite chapter in the book. Like the way I like the way that looked the most. Um, but uh, yeah, that yeah, I would say watercolor. It it was just it just it came about. It was it wasn't you know like a plan. It was just sort of like I want to color stuff, and this seems like the fastest way I can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like with, with it all hurt. I was you know afraid I would get too just bogged down with like, you know, zooming in and trying to get everything, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And I enjoy it. You know, I, I enjoyed the way it looks like there, uh, there's some children's book illustrators that I liked the way they cut, like Lisbeth Werger was a big influence mm -hmm. on me. I think when I saw that there's an Oscar Wilde story that she illustrated called the selfish giant that like really knocked my socks off. And I was like, I want to make, comics that look like this you know yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah there's uh some other people that i'm kind of blanking on but um yeah it just it kind of seemed to lend itself to my style too and it just it just feels good to to do <laughs> yeah yeah very cool and it's very visually striking and um i mean i imagine i've not used watercolor but i imagine there's a nice like blending that can happen um and sort of playfulness with it too well, that's the thing is like, yeah, playfulness. It's, I feel like the, uh, you know, like oil painting or, you know, it, there's a lot of like pushing and pulling and stuff, but like with watercolor for me, I could, I felt like I could be kind of loose with it and sort of like, mm -hmm. I don't have to color it all inside the lines. I could just lay some washes down really quick, you know, and like that looks fine as is, you know, I don't have to like fuss with it too much. You know, a lot of times I do end up like, you know, getting in there and like, using some gouache or something or some opaque white or, you know, try to, you know, make it look a little cleaner and, you know, but uh, initially it was just kind of like, Oh, cool. I can just, you know, splatter some paint down and then I'm done, you know, mm -hmm. and I can move on to the next page. And uh, so, yeah, it was like the loose sort of like, yeah, like you said, playful quality that appealed to me yeah. as well. Yeah. Now I, I haven't asked you the, the origins question, which was kind of the first question, which is um, what is it about comics? What, what kind of attracted you to comics early on to say, yes, this is the place for me to, to practice my art and storytelling. It was uh yeah, that just came out of me being a little kid that I was a Marvel kid, you know, yeah. like I yeah. loved Spider-Man and Daredevil and all that X-Men and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I was into dc as much you know it's like there there was something about like the uh i guess maybe i wasn't thinking a bit about this at the time but there was something about like the like humanity of those of, <clears throat> excuse me of the marvel characters yeah uh that i liked you know like you know peter parker had you know it was like neurotic you know always worried about stuff and what you know i, I like I, I really liked seeing when like he would just use his Spider-Man powers in like normal clothes or something, you know? uh -huh. <laughs> or like you know, I, I remember reading like uh, 
there was like a, a Nick Fury Agent of Shield miniseries that I thought was really cool, and that had some like. Mm -hmm. You know, there was like a Starenko, Jim Starenko cover and like Kevin Nolan cover. They had different cover artists paint the covers. And uh, yeah, that I really liked that story. He's like, oh, cool. It's just like secret agents and stuff. So I would just yeah. make my own comics up based off those those ideas, you know, like, I, you know, I loved like ninjas and things, you know, so I would just like have these like adventure stories that I would just draw in like spiral notebooks. Yeah. And I wasn't really thinking about anything other than you know maybe showing a couple of my friends the, the thing but i was just doing it to do it mm -hmm. and i wasn't you know i'm gonna be a cartoon i'm gonna be a comic book artist it wasn't anything like that i was you know i also like you know sunday strips or like daily newspaper mm -hmm. comic strips and so i kind of had this idea that was like oh i'm gonna be like a you know charles schultz type person you know yeah. i'm gonna do like yeah. a comic strip and then at some point I, an older friend of mine mentioned he's like you know that, that stuff's more about like the writing you know, like you, you really need to be like funny and, and, you know, write, write them, write them, you know, like these smart kind of gags or whatever. I forgot the way mm -hmm. he put it, but I, it, it kind of got me thinking, he's like, the art's not as important, you know, which I don't necessarily agree with now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time I was like, oh yeah, I probably, you know, I probably really don't really, I, I, I'm not really, I wouldn't really be good at doing something like Garfield or whatever, even though like I loved Garfield and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It wasn't really until like I saw Calvin and Hobbes that I was just like, oh, wow. Okay. That, yeah. You know, art totally. writing is kind of like one thing. It's not like a separate, separate deal. But um, uh, it, I think like when I was a teenager or something, I, I was kind of thinking more of like, oh yeah, maybe I should try to do, do like Marvel comics or something, you know? And, and the <laughs> whole time I was doing this, I was still drawing my own stories, you know, like pretty much what I do now, but like, you know, a, 14 year old version of that or 13 or 12 year old or 16 year old version of that you know and a lot of a lot of the stuff too is like you know pretty silly like i would just have pages in in my sketchbook of like guys in superhero outfits and we're like this is this you know they all have like similar uniforms or like you know like a yeah. different version of like power pack or x-men or something <laughs> i just um my mom um uh just moved recently and uh she's she's kind of like a, a hoarder person yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i was i was going through a lot of her stuff trying to get rid of you know things and uh i just found like a bunch of like sketchbooks and things that i filled up with like these comics and and it was like it's really embarrassing but it was kind of hilarious too just like <laughs> looking at all these drawings and i'm like oh man i was just like copying different marvel comics that i liked you know oh, yeah. like doing my version of it you know um yeah I, I think even when i was like around 16 or 17 i was like uh you know considering what i wanted to do post high school i uh i called up the jim starenko not jim starenko what am i thinking of uh joe kubert the joe kubert art school in new jersey <laughs> there i saw like an ad in, in a marvel comic that was like you know, draw comic books, like learn how to learn how to do this thing, you know, be a penciler or inker or whatever. So I just called them up for their, you know, information to, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, I never really followed up with it, um, which I'm kind of, you know, glad I didn't. But um, I not not to criticize that school or anyone that, you know, went there. I just 
you know, think for what I wanted to do, it uh, maybe wasn't the right, you know, I'm, I'm happy about like the, the path my life took, even though like yeah. I went, you know, I dropped out of high school. I ended up dropping out of high school. I, I went, uh, I, you know, I was just like working at like a warehouse, you know, like packing books up and stuff. And then I started going, you know, uh, to a community college. And when I, when I went to this community college, you know, when I was going to get like an associate's degree, I think I spent like about three years of community college stuff to get a two-year degree. Um, a, uh, I don't even know what you call it, an agent or liaison or whatever from school of visual arts came to our school mm -hmm. and showed us work that the students were doing there. And I was like, Whoa, that is really intimidating stuff that those seniors are doing i want to i want to be able to do that you know so uh you know i applied to ken city art institute and sba and then i went and visited new york and then i was like oh i want to go there just because it was like oh cool big city this is exciting definitely and, yeah. uh yeah and then you know there i i studied like how to be an illustrator you know i took like oil painting classes and um I didn't even take like computer class, which is hilarious. I mean, you know, now it's like, <laughs> I really could have used that. They were actually teaching. It was kind of like early Photoshop days. They really had some classes mm -hmm. available and stuff. But um, I I just, you know, yeah, I, uh, I, I was studying, you know, I had all these illustration classes and stuff like that. Uh, but one of the reasons I wanted to go there too was that there was a, uh, it was a, a class called Cartooning for Illustrators. And it was mm -hmm. taught by Walter Simonson. Oh, wow. I like loved his work from Thor, you know, like his run on Thor was just like, it's like, this is one of my favorite artists. And he did like X Factor with, with his wife, Louise. And um, yeah, I was like, oh, I got to I got to take this class. And so it was funny, like being in his class, because I, I was still this whole time, like even at SBA when I was like, you know, doing, you know, you know, I, I didn't really hang out with like the cartooning majors as much. You know, there was like. Uh, it seemed like a lot of the people that took those classes that, that were in the cartooning program were more like, you know, DC, Marvel kind of, you know, superhero comics. And I think at that point, I was kind of more into like, oh, I'm a little more edgy. I, I want to do like a Vertigo book or something like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't really mm -hmm. read a lot of that stuff. I, I, I just kind of had this idea in my head of like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I, I wasn't really exposed to like indie comics or anything at that point. Yeah. So I was like uh in walt simonson's class and i was drawing my uh you know everyone else in class it seemed like oh we're doing spider-man pages or batman pages or whatever and uh i i was drawing this like this this comic that i ended up self-publishing called smith's adventures in the super mundane it was like a 40 page book that i did half of it in walt simonson's class and then my senior year I did the other half of it with this uh, teacher named Keith Mayerson, who's kind of more of like a fine artist, but he'd done like a graphic novel. And he had, both those guys were like, are brilliant with just telling stories sequentially, you know, mm -hmm. like Walt's mm -hmm. kind of telling more of like superhero angle and Keith kind of more had this sort of indie comics, fine art angle. But uh, I got really great feedback from both those guys. And nice. even though like it wasn't really Walt's jam, you know, he was like, okay, this is, you know, your stuff's a little cryptic and, you know, but I would, I would go to him and be like, what do you think I should do, you know, for this page? You know, like I'm trying to figure out how to tell this part. And he's like, oh, well, you know, you, you, have you considered doing this or this, you know? And I'm nice. like, oh yeah, great, you know? Nice. Um, 
so uh yeah and then i i ended up uh you know finishing the book kind of like you know right before i graduated and there was a couple of guys at school uh dave roman and john green who, who did a book mm -hmm. called i think it's quick and forbidden yeah yeah they've <laughs> and, uh, both they, been on the show too oh yeah. okay great yeah yeah, yeah. good guys um they uh they helped me out a lot with <clears throat> excuse me with uh publishing uh smiths and so uh they were uh they told me after you know i i got my you know book book out i think i, I did like two versions of it i did like a small press co-op version and then I had a friend that had like a, a, a printer owed him a favor. So we ended up printing it with like a color cover and stuff and like nicer paper. But uh, they they mentioned to me, they're like, oh, we're going to this show, this like new show called the Small Press Expo, nice. SPX, yeah. and uh, in Bethesda, Maryland. And uh, I didn't even know what, I mean, I'd been to like San Diego Comic-Con a couple times as a teenager, but I didn't really understand what, you know, indie comics were like, I mean, I knew they existed, like I read some of them, but it wasn't like, I didn't realize when I got there, it was like, oh, this is like a, a subculture. Mm -hmm, this is like mm -hmm. a scene, you know? And so mm -hmm. like, I just had a, I heard like a quote, I, I mentioned this a bunch of times in my life, but uh, uh, a few years before that, I had, I had seen Ray Bradbury talk at like a public library. Oh, love Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, and he, he said uh have proof of your excellence to show your friends <laughs> and so i uh that was one of the reasons i wanted to publish uh just like you know oh i want to be able to give this to people you know as like a business card or whatever you know like i made this you know and it was cool like going to that show with actual book i didn't have like a table you know wasn't you know tabling or anything but i just went to you know walked around i was kind of like shy but like if i saw something and appealed to me i'd just be like Oh hey, uh, can I give you my comic book? You know, yeah. Uh, and I I didn't realize that was like a whole deal. Like hey, let's trade, let's trade. So I wasn't really asking to trade with anybody, but there was a couple people that I would give them my comic book, and then they would be like, oh here's my comic book, you know. And uh, it was really neat too, like seeing people like you made this, this is great, you know. And it's like yeah. oh cool, I'm like in a club now. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that was like I don't know, that was like a really big deal for me going to that, and then I you know gone to a bunch of those shows since then and I, I remember at that first show it was really neat uh uh there was like a, a some buddies of uh Dave and and John that um I went up to and and you know gave my comic to and then I just walked away from their table and then someone chased me down it was Jordan Crane who I'm like now I'm like a huge fan of his work uh he was like hey can I get one of those you know I was like nice. sure why not you know and then I looked at his work I'm like oh this guy's great you know yeah yeah so I don't know it was it was really fun and a cool positive experience you know that I felt like too it was kind of like a magical time at least for me it was where it's like you know I've gone back to several SPXs since then and now it's just like it's such a different animal now than what it what it was you know like a different kind of thing and it's not like you know bad or anything now it's just like you know it's like i it's like hard to get like a table at one of those yeah. shows from <laughs> yeah. you know more exclusive like, yeah yeah you know and i, I think you know for years there's like you know you know for years i would go to those shows and kind of like embarrass myself like getting you know i don't like drink or anything now but you know i would like be like drinking beer you know at the table you know right right <laughs> like me and my meat house buddies we had like a 
you know, the year, one year we all win is like a, a group, you know, we had like a pyramid on our, on our book table. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like scaring away people and stuff, you know, or maybe attracting certain types of people, but true, they were really true. fun. Cause like I met so many people that I'm like lifelong friends with, you know, now. So, so we are back and, uh, didn't mean to cut you off. Was there anything about the the um, show that you were talking about that you'd like to to wrap up with on that on that part? Uh, I mean, there's like a, a lot of stuff. I feel like I could probably go go into, but <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, yeah, maybe maybe uh, we'll leave that for next time if there's a next time. <laughs> there, there will definitely be a next time. I'd be glad to have you on anytime. Um, so yeah, the the last couple of questions I tend to ask usually focus on um places where people can connect with you websites social media things um upcoming events and then i know you have a book that's under nda but anything that's recent or upcoming that you'd like to share about and then we can we can hit anything that that i might have missed okay cool yeah i guess the biggest thing that i've been doing like personal work wise is a a series that i've been working on for a few years now um I basically started on it when I was doing Proxima Centauri and uh, it's called Robot Todd. And he's like a character that I've, I've used in, you know, a bunch of, he's, he actually, in it while hurt, this was like first appearance. And I, I just like, even though he wasn't like super prominent in that, I guess he had like a kind of a big role, especially towards the end. But uh, I just kind of was like playing with it. I was like, I should do a series about him, you know? And so I, I did a, a cover like, I don't know when it was like 2017 or something. And, um, but I just penciled it. I didn't even like ink it or color it at that point. But then I just started, uh, maybe like two years ago, I just was like, I gotta, I gotta start in this comic. And I, I started trying to do like a page a week, you know, which isn't anything, you know, it's going to take me forever to <laughs> still, you know, to, to get like five issues in the can. It's like, I have a plan for like a five issue series. So um, I, I used to be really, you know, into Instagram and, mm -hmm. you know, I was never much of a Twitter person, but I still have an Instagram and I'm, I still have Twitter and I'm not place is such a, you know, a weird, like kind of Definitely. gross place. But I, I, you know, I never like had like a ton of followers on that thing, but uh, uh, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I got like a invite to do the blue sky thing so i'm trying that out but I'm, I'm barely on any of those things anymore like instagram i've kind of you know i post occasionally but um the thing is like from doing these robot todd pages i got the idea of just uh, uh and it was it was because i have a patreon you know i don't mm -hmm. want to sound like a capitalist and just be like hey join my patreon uh but i i started you know thinking like trying to think of like content I could do st strictly for Patreon. And I was like, well, I'll do these, I'll start posting these robot Todd pages on Patreon. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was kind of before Patreon where you were able to do video on the app. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I had like a YouTube channel that I, I would post stuff, you know, kind of occasionally, but I started um, doing like time-lapse things of me working on the pages nice. of nice. robot Todd. So they're all up. Uh, I mean, basically every page of Robot Todd, there's a time lapse of with me like doing a voiceover too on YouTube that you can just watch for free. Awesome. You know? um, and then the Patreon I have, Feral Dow. I think it's Feral Dow on pretty much every all the stuff. 
um, uh, like I, I, I'll expound a little more on it on my Patreon, you know, like I can go into more detail about process and stuff that I'm into, you know, like books that I've read and that kind of thing. Very cool. Um, but yeah, the YouTube, if, you know, if you're just kind of like want to check out my work, I'd say that's probably like go to my YouTube channel and you can watch me work on a thing. I, you know, post like the finished page at the end and yeah. You know. That's cool. That's cool. I, lo I love the open access of YouTube, which is why this is on YouTube. Uh, and I love the open access of things like Spotify for the the audio. Uh, I spent time writing as an academic and it's weird. And I still write as an academic, but you write these things that you spend a long amount of time on and then you publish them. And then like they're under some lock and key, like you have to pay so much money or somebody has to subscribe or like a school has to subscribe. So it's nice to be able to share things that are like open access. So that's very cool. Uh, I'm also a wannabe comics artist or something like that. Um, so I, I'm going to definitely check out your, your time-lapse videos. I'm curious. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll check out this podcast on YouTube too. That's great. You yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to share the things. I try to share the things. Um, so yeah, um, any, let's see, have we, have we covered projects, upcoming events, anything like that that we want to make sure to mention? Oh yeah, uh, so uh, there's a show here in Portland, Oregon, where I live uh, at the Lloyd Center Mall. And it's like a, um, I think it's like a, an ongoing show that is based out of Los Angeles by um, Keenan Marshall Keller, I think his name is. I might be getting one of those names wrong. But uh, it's called Permanent Damage, and that's in August, sometime in August. So I think there's like, you know, the Instagram thing links to it or whatever. Nice. Um, and uh, then the next month, at the end of September, I'll be in Boise, Idaho for there's a, a library Comic Con type thing. And uh, I've done that show several times. It's really neat. It's uh I guess this year they're doing something different. They, they, they did this last year. I, I didn't go last year, but I've gone to like six of them or something. But uh, this year they're doing one of the days at the zoo. Uh, like, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it's funny, me and me and uh, my buddy Simon Roy is like a great cartoonist. Um, he did uh, the, the work. Uh, he did some work on Profit or created Profit, the, mm -hmm. uh, the, new, the newer version of that, not the, you know, uh, old Rob Liefeld Profit. <laughs> even though it was like a Rob Liefeld joint, it was like a completely new thing. Um, he, uh, um, me and him went to this Boise Comic Con a couple times, and the the the, the showrunner Josh, he he was like, "Is there anything you guys want to do?" And I was just like, "Let's go to the zoo." You know, you guys have a zoo here, and he's like, "Okay." And it was like a few blocks from where they were having the show at, and. Uh, then it seemed like, you know, we went like two years in a row and then it seemed like it just kind of became a thing that people did. Yeah. They're, they're at the show, they would go to the zoo. And uh, it's just kind of funny now. It's like, oh yeah, we're having the show at the zoo now. <laughs> <laughs> so they have like, you know, I think one day of like uh, panels and, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's like a panel, like workshops. There you go. Panels and workshops and stuff. And then I think the next day they're having like a, you know, where people table and sell their books and stuff. At the zoo. So should, it should be, should be fun. If you're in the Boise, Idaho area, <laughs> uh, come on by.
Yeah, that that sounds really cool. Really cool. And I mean the the 12 monkeys day of uh <laughs> workshop sounds sounds fun too. That's that's interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, did we miss anything in, in the talk that you want to make sure to to share about? I try to be comprehensive. It's a short show. Yeah, I, and I don't think so. It seemed like a pretty good uh I don't know, my my mind goes blank doing doing these types of things. So <laughs> I think uh yeah, I feel pretty satisfied as far as like, you know, talking wise. So <laughs> great, great. Well well always have to always glad to have you back on. Uh always glad to add in additional details and uh yeah, thanks so much for, for taking some time to stop by the, the Zoom space here and uh also log back in and talk with me. Great. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely.